we have reached a time in our service where we observe the Lord's table. And I invite you to turn to Luke 22 as we partake. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand and men will be glad to supply you one. If you don't even have one at all, you're welcome to keep it, take it home with you. The setting for this passage is in is the Jewish Passover, and it's a feast that was held annually. Jesus had no doubt kept this feast many times before, but this time it was different. This was to be his last Passover feast before he would himself suffer and die. On this evening, Jesus and his apostles would eat the Passover lamb. On the next day, Jesus would be the sacrificial lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Paul would write to the Corinthians many years later that Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Many details were in place which were bringing to fulfillment God's plan for sending his son into the world. Jesus had purposely traveled to Jerusalem in order to die there. The Jews were seeking to kill Jesus, but were afraid of the crowds. Satan had entered in, into Judas, who was one of the twelve, and he, he had reached an agreement with the Jews to betray Jesus into their hands. And Jesus was wholly committed to doing the Father's will. He would willingly lay down his life for the people whom his Father had given to him. Follow along as I read Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus had greatly desired to eat this Passover with his disciples. He would use this occasion to further prepare them for his death. And his death would prepare them and all others who would believe on him to become participants in the kingdom of his coming kingdom. He would not feast with them again until he would feast with them in his kingdom. Jesus would also use this Passover to establish a new ordinance to be observed by his followers. The Passover was a remembrance of God's redemption of the Israelites from the land of Egypt to be his special people. At that time, the Israelites took some of the blood of the Passover lamb and put it on the doorpost. And when the uh, angel came to kill the firstborn of Egypt, he would see the blood on the door and pass over the homes of the Israelites. The new ordinance, the Lord's Supper, would be a remembrance of Jesus' death. 
the death which redeemed those who believe in Jesus and from all their sin and makes them his, spe- his special holy people. The bread he broke and gave to them represented his body, the body which he gave over to death to pay the penalty for our sins. And the cup represented the new covenant in his blood, the blood which he shed to redeem people to himself. The new covenant had been promised by God through the Old Testament prophets. The old covenant of Moses had been ratified by the blood of animals. The new covenant was to be inaugurated by the blood of Jesus. The, in the old, the law was written on the, heart, on the tablets of stone. In the new, the law is written in the hearts of the people. Under the old, animals were sacrificed time after time, but never really took away sin, because the blood of animals cannot take away sin. In the new, the offering of Jesus, one time, took care of the sins of all his people for all time. Under the new covenant, the believer's sins are forgiven, and God will remember their sins no more. So in the Lord's Supper, believers are remembering the death of the Lord Jesus by which they were redeemed to God, and by which their sins were actually forgiven. One commentator has said that taking part of this meal, we, and when we do this, we are making a public statement more powerful than to utter a creed. For in partaking is the recognition of our, that our very sustenance and life comes from Him. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, we are proclaiming visibly the death of the Lord Jesus and we do this, we are to do this until he comes. But the Lord's Supper is not only a time of remembrance of his death, it's also a time of self-examination. Believers still sin and need continual cleansing in the blood of Jesus. For this reason, let us examine our hearts and confess and forsake any sins. When we do this, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The table of the Lord is for believers only, because only believers are benefits, beneficiaries of the death of Jesus. If you have never trusted Jesus alone for salvation, or you think you're good enough on your own to merit God's favor, you should not partake of this communion. Just pass it by without partaking. We're glad that you're here, and we urge you to consider the fact that we are not acceptable to a holy God by nature, that we're unable to even to come to him on our own. The salvation that God has provided in his Son is the only way anyone can be made acceptable to him. Salvation is by grace through faith. All of this is a gift from him. If you have never received the gift of eternal life, you should do so today. If you have questions about God's way of salvation, talk with someone here about it. There's people here that would be glad to visit with you about the gift that God in his love has provided. Men, come forward now to service, and when your heart is prepared, you may partake.